Hiya, Lee. Welcome to the Lions Den. Thanks for having me, mate. How's it going, Lee? All good, mate. All good. Just can't catch a break at the minute, but I can't really moan because four years ago, you know, I'd have begged to be in this position and moaning about these things instead of moaning about not getting fights or opportunities. So comes with it, I guess. Yeah, you're you're everywhere at the moment. Uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. I was saying I was listening to today on uh, on Talksport, and uh, but you seem to be coming across really well on everything you do. Everyone's really lapping you up at the moment. I think especially going back to the fight and the way you acted after Conlon went through the ropes and stuff, and the kind of almost like dignity and integrity you showed there. I think it's coming that sort of set you up really well, and now you're coming across great in interviews. So you're uh, you're the man of the moment, pal. It's been hard. Like when I first used to interviews, I, I kind of struggled to get my personality across. Especially when you've got like a few minutes to try and try and come across uh, as you are. Sometimes you get I get media head on and I'm too I'm too on the fence. Or but recently I think and the more I do, the better I get. If that makes mm. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to, I used to try and use words that I've never used before and get them all muddled <laughs> up and wrong. You do, so you that's do that. I used to go wrong. I just I just swear in that now. I do. I just speak my mind. Just, like, just imagine talking to your friends. It's the best way to go, isn't it, really? Yeah. Brian was yeah. doing, like, doing, like, words of the day and all that, getting his sort of, like, six-year-old thing <laughs> around and all that and trying to get some oh, words in there. The, the source first and stuff, like, just be yourself. The one, yeah. Everyone wants to you, really, don't they, so? Yeah, exactly. Well, we've got to go back. I want, I want to basically today just talk for a little bit through the fight. I know you've done it loads of times, but it was such an interesting fight. For me, the best fight I've seen in, in, in years, everything about, everything about it. So I want to try and get your perspective on it from, from the build up to through it to the end and, and, you know, where, and where you are now. So I, I want to go back to before the fight, going into the fight, Conlon obviously really fancied him, really fancied himself. You know, it was a kind of a, a real 50, 50. I, I had you as a favorite. I know Brian was, was saying that as well, but it, you know, a lot of people going either way. How did you feel about the fight going into it? Did you expect as tough a fight as that? I was confident in getting the job done. Um, <laughs> I knew that, we would see him better than we've ever seen him. That was his world title fight. Mm. So we have to expect someone, look at their best their best fights, add another 10% on because, or even more because, you know, they're coming for it. This is everything. And if they get beat, it's a long way back. So I knew I knew what kind of what to expect. Um, I didn't think he'd be able to suck them shots up as well as he did in the middle mm. rounds. But, you know, yeah. he was tough. And um, Ben said to me throughout the whole camp, you know, don't chase his head. Invest in the body, invest in the body. And that's what got the job done, in my opinion, and breaking him down. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when when you talk about those those early rounds and he hits you with that left and he, and he, and he kept getting success and stuff, do you, do you feel like it was the, you always, you know, you, it was your maybe your biggest fight, big, biggest occasion, certainly with that arena, hometown, everything like that. Do you feel there was a little bit of the pressure was getting to you there? Was you, was you not quite at your best? Oh, nothing to do with pressure. Even all the fight week, all the build-up, um, I never felt so confident, like, when that fight week started, I thought my training finished. I was like, I'm so calm. Even the no nerves, like even going to the arena, like I was, I was at peace with myself because I knew I'd done everything I needed to do. My head was in a good place. I was thinking, I'm winning this fight no matter what. I'm, if I if, if I give 100, it's not enough. I give 110. If that's not enough, I give 120. First round, I got caught cold with that shot. Mm. And in my head, I thought I went down. I felt like it was happened a flash knockdown. Um, and I got straight back up and I was thinking I was so frustrated thinking oh, that's a 10-8 round I need to claw that back yeah. I didn't think anything about getting hurt or not being able to carry on um, and then after the fight Barry said oh, that was a heavy knockdown and I looked at him and I was like what? he's like yeah heavy knockdown that was you know I was like no it's a flash knockdown he's like no your head bounced off the canvas I was like did it? 
Honestly, I didn't even know. But yeah. yeah, it was more more frustrating at the time as it happened that I needed to claw that back, claw the tenant round back. But the game plan was always to to break him down because he's inefficient. That's how he is. You know, he slips a lot of shots and he's constantly moving. He don't like to lose any exchanges. And Adam Booth said that in a few interviews on the way, like, we're not going to give him anything. We're going to try and win every moment. But you can't do that in professional boxing over 12 rounds. I was that close to looking like a complete twat with my mates. So I was like, this Lee Wood, I'm telling you, he's too experienced. He's been there, done it. You know, he's never been in that situation before. So confident. And then when you went over in the first round, your legs had gone off. Oh, <laughs> my God. So I was pissed. At, I was pissed with my mates. And I was telling you how great he was. And he, I was that close to looking a complete twat. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled it out of the bag, yeah. And, and, he, and he still ended up making himself look like a twat anyway, so it was all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Win-win. <laughs> a U-turn, then he had to do another U-turn. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to answer. I know I've heard you speak today to Simon and Jim and those of other interviews, and you, te- you say you were never really worried you know you were never really thinking it was getting away from you when he was having that sort of great success in the early rounds can you honestly say there was never a part of you was like this is this is slipping away from me i need to do something special or i'm losing this fight or did you just keep stick to the game plan i said to my auntie my mom um before the fight i said look there's going to be moments early on in this fight which it may seem like he's running away with the fight i didn't expect to get knocked down but i knew uh, the early rounds he's going to be putting a lot of energy in. he might be running away with the fight it's like in the first four or five rounds I said, listen, it's a 12-round fight. It's a long time. Just stay patient and keep watching the fight and try not to get worked up about what's happening early on because I knew it's inefficient and um, it's a 12-round fight and I'll break him down and he'll be working too hard. And if I wasn't working too hard, I'll be making him work too hard. It would have mm. to work too hard. There's no other way. Um, I felt like with that shot, I lost the first four rounds of my game plan, but I still managed to get my job done the same way in eight rounds. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And how valuable was Ben to you? Because, you know... Ben's took a bit of criticism recently for a few things in the corner and stuff with the Josh Taylor scenario and everything like that. And but I watching that, I saw a really great relationship there. It just seemed like he had a way of keeping you calm. Like when everyone else was a bit worried, he was never really worried. Or it didn't come across that he was. He's, he's amazing. Ben's literally amazing. Like he's so ahead of his game. Like I can't even explain. Like he's just such a good coach. And that's a talent. That's a talent in itself. How he is. Um, I'll come back from the first from the first round what happened and um, I sat down it felt to me like I could hear everything apart from what I needed to hear it felt like I could hear the water being sprayed thrown around I could hear conversations in the crowd like things was all, all these things I could hear it. and Ben was talking then he went okay and I went whoa I went, say that again slowly yeah. and he went he went stop powering that backhand I have a change of height pull back or block it I went sweet <laughs> then I went back out and then got caught with the same shot about <laughs> <laughs> Six times, but um, I think you know, with everything that was going off, like it was hard to make that change straight away because I was thinking about other things as well. I'm thinking about what I'm doing, thinking about ring positioning, thinking about pressing, hitting his body. But then a few rounds went by, and that probably did me a favor because the same shot that he put me down with, I took it the next round. I took it even even a bigger shot than what he yeah. put me down with. I took it again, looked at him, took it again, looked at him, took it. And you probably thought in his head, he's probably thought I've hit him with that one, hit him with that one again. He's, the fight's over. And I kept taking it, kept taking it, and that must have demoralised him. Yeah, it was. It was you getting. Warned, you warmed him. You warmed him to the fight. And got used to his power. I've done it in fights myself when I've been caught cold, been wobbled, and then later on the fight, they're hitting you the same shots. They just don't affect you the same. Um, it's strange, isn't it? But uh, I can definitely be caught cold too. Yeah, for sure. And what well, not just cold as well. Like it's 
he did in his credit he sold me to he sold me to the body sold me downstairs he came upstairs and he caught me off guard and even the last second of that shot i kind of seen it coming but then i thought i'm too far away and then he, he threw it and he straightened it he hit me with straight arm i've never yeah. been hit like in my life so i didn't think it was gonna hit me but it, you know it clipped me in the right time right place anyone's gonna go and i said that in the build-up look in eight ounce gloves no one's indestructible and um mm. i got caught with shot but it's not about um it's not about taking the shots, but getting up and, and recovering from it, and, and we're getting the job done after that. And yeah, it's, it's 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 funny though because what you, what you say there is so true. As as what sitting at home watching it, it was like when he hit you with that shot. The next couple of rounds, I was thinking, oh, he's getting hit that all the time. He's in trouble here. But after sort of the third or fourth, it just become evident that he wasn't hurting you anymore with that shot. And I think straight away, I thought he's not winning this fight because he just looked like he couldn't stop you or he couldn't put you down again. And you were so resilient, kept coming forward forward i've got to say with not great great you didn't like you were hurting him too much in the middle rounds but it was it was almost like a moment in the ninth or tenth round where it just looked like he didn't want to be there and he was he was starting to try and run away rather than coming forward and it just looked like it was going to go your way somehow um but that determination for you was was fantastic there was so many things like my game plan um from ben I could show you the scouting report, but I can't publicise the scouting report because we may need it again. The, the family yeah. happened in what's the fight's time, so I don't want to give too much away, but um, hitting his body was key because he's a lot of head movement. He likes to slip and roll every single shot, especially on the ropes. You don't really like to tie up. He likes to... Sometimes he does, but mainly like to slip and try and get counters and move his head a moon miles an hour. And amateur boxing, that's all, all fair and all good, but over 12 rounds, you can't waste that much energy. Um, so there was the chase in the body, which round after round, you might not have seen in rounds five, six, seven, eight, nine. You may, you may or may not, but if you go back and watch it, you'll see. Mm. I'm pushing him back to the ropes, to the body. There was the momentum of me not going backwards, pushing him back, pushing him back, because on his back foot, is not as good as he is on his front yeah. foot. So all these things contributing over the distance is what won the fight. And it looks like, wow, we came out for round 10, 11, 12, and it was like a swing in the tide. I made that swing in the tide by pushing him back throughout the whole fight, not letting him push me back, working his body, pushing mm. him back to the ropes, and even the knockout as well. Tap, tap, tap downstairs, tap, tap the last the last round when they were on the ropes, tap, tap, tap. Instead, when he went expecting the body shot, I brought it up. Mm. Oh, but so am I right about thinking? When I was watching the fight, I watched the highlights. You caught him with a shot just before, and he back to the ropes, and it was like he was hurt from that first shot. Was I right about thinking that you hurt him with that first yeah. shot? I did tag him, yeah. I was yeah, it was almost like his legs went from underneath him, weren't it? But he was, he was fucked. He was fucked. Yeah. Like he went to that back to ropes and he's thinking, I'm getting caught more and more. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm bollocks because pushing and pushing, pushing. That would have happened in round nine or ten if I'm not lost the first four rounds to my legs yeah. going myself. Do you know what I mean? So I had to kind of work, start from fresh. Do you know what I mean? But um, rounds ten, I think I caught him with a shot and I smiled and winked at Ben because I knew. Uh, he was starting to feel the, the pace. I knew I've had yeah. Ran tall even I came out and he, he holding me and I threw him off. I went to I went to go in and to, to put some shots in. The ref went, whoa. He went, no pushing. Yeah, I see that. And I thought, this is comical, but he's gonna run yeah. out of time anyway, but it is what it is. Like it's pressure. Was it was it one of them nights for you that you you felt like you would have you would have beat anyone, anyone at that way, maybe way above like because I've had nights like that where you just feel like you could be hit with anything and walk for anything. I'm like that every fight. And yeah. God, what's on the line? Like, that fight was my biggest payday and everyone was always going on about the money. Oh, you set after this, you set after this. I was like, listen, Divi, like, 
it's never about the money for me, ever, ever been about the money for me. Like that could have been for four million, five million quid, whatever. It wouldn't have made one bit of difference because I'm so competitive and I want to win every fight I'm in. Mm. Regardless if it's Conan or someone else, like if, if I know the threats in front of me, then I'm going to work hard to them to, to win that fight. So the build up for that, like not the build up, but the, the preparation for that fight with Ben was all solid, all the things he does around it. So that night I was confident I could get it done. I knew it was going to be hard. I knew it was going to be not the, quite the style that's for me, but all the preparation around it, I did it and I went through it in the gym. I remember the spars when I was trying to practice things and it won't quite, I won't quite grasp it. And I, and I come out and I went into the weights room and I got a corner on my own. I was sat there crying and Ben come in. He's like, you what's up with you? I was like, look, I just want to win this fight so fucking bad. He's like, listen, you're doing everything you need to do and, and you're trying everything. You, you're trying your best to, to grasp it and you're getting it. Just, Give it, give it time, give it patience. And that's how bad I wanted to win the fight. Um, so, yeah, regardless of who I was boxing, it's geared around them anyway. So I always mm. want to win bad. But yeah. just because of that, that type of style is probably worse for me, but I still went in and got it done. No, I love that. And I've got actually the crowd there, obviously. It was an amazing, amazing atmosphere and it's very partisan. Were you ever aware of the atmosphere changing the crowd? Because obviously earlier on, everyone was a little bit worried it wasn't going your way. Was, was you aware of that? And did they really push you on? Yeah, for sure. I think middle round six or seven, the Nottingham chance really gave me another gear. Yeah. And it, it was, I look back and some of the things Michael said on the build up, like, oh, he's never boxed in front of this many people before. You know, he's going to finger under the pressure. Like, I can't see how anybody can buckle under, under that. That does nothing but lift me up. Mm. Even when I was walking out, like, I looked around and all the, the lights and the phones, the chant, like the Mullican tire, like, it was like a choir. It's like, I can't see how anyone can see that and been like and and been pushed down and not picked up. That just gave yeah. me another gear and it was like so lifting and it was just special, so special. And I'm just I, thankful. I totally get that because if you, listen, if you believe in your talent and you're clearly supremely talented and a great fighter, if you if you're good at anything, you want to do it in front of as many people as you can, especially people who are on your side. So I always like when people say, "Are oh, they frightened of the occasion?" I think the the occasion, if you believe in yourself, actually adds to it and, and you certainly did and, and you got it done um i want to jump forward to the 12th round he, he goes through the ropes your your reaction straight away i think as i say conducted yourself with so much integrity and, and i think people really commend you for that what made you think he was he was hurt so badly was it was it the punch or the fall through the ropes so i landed the right hand and then um you just you've seen it's like the power plug had been pulled um then the, the last few the one big shot just like turned to some because I knew it was, it, was, it was on his way down, but like I just flicked a few to the, and then I turned to celebrate. I got him, I knew I was going to get him. I, it was later than I wanted to, but I got him. And then um, I think it was Eddie said, Look, lads, like he's, 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 he's not, he's, he's hurt. And I was like, Straight away, I was like, Whoa. And then because I thought in my head, the last time I seen him was when I landed the last shot. So mm. I didn't see where he went, I didn't see how he was. And I said, Look, he's on, he's on gas in here. Um, and in my head, I thought, oh, my God, like, if there's a fatality, if he's not going to be all right, like, I don't want to be celebrating because I don't want to look back on this and, and, and been celebrating. I want to make sure he's all right before I celebrate. So it wasn't until hours and hours later, like, I think I was in the change room and I got told, like, look, he's up, he's talking, he says he's fine, but they're just going to do a brain scan for precaution. And even then, like, there was drinks being opened and I was just like, I couldn't really dance around. And then another hour after that, he said, look, his scan's all right, he's fine. But even then, I felt like, I needed to talk to him. I needed to see face to face that he is all right. And mm. then once the next morning when I spoke to him. So 
Yeah. No one wants that. Everyone wants to go. Once I want to go into the family safe, like I'm sure you would me as well. Like as much as there was a bit of a rivalry and a bit of spite and like it's just a sport, isn't it? At the end of the day. Yeah. You can relate to that, Brian, can't you? I know you've had. You, you've oh, had actually, a... I mean, I don't know. It was years ago. I'm I'm a lot older than you, Lee. But um, when I fought um, Jason Rushton for the Essential Area title, he, he collapsed after the fight, and oh. he died. He actually died there and then. And you know, he's brain damaged for life now, and never fought again after that. And uh, lost he lost his wife, lost his family over it all. So I can yeah. totally relate. And um, I got knocked out in my next fight because of it all, because I just couldn't get over it. I'm a nice lad like you, and um, I just couldn't get my head around the fact that I'd done that to someone. And it, I went I went to see sports psychologists, and it got me over it. And I do realise now that it wasn't my fault. You know, we're, we're all in there to do a job. And if um, how, you, how I see it is if, if I don't do it to them, they're going to do it to me. Otherwise, you're in the wrong sport if you're not going to hurt each other. But like I said, we, we want to hurt each other, but we don't want to seriously hurt each other. We, you know, I've got kids... And and I listen, I'd be devastated if anything bad happened to me and I couldn't come on to my kids safe yeah, and sound. Imagine like you couldn't be able to use wheelchair band, not be able to talk or speak or mm. like the it's more for me, I think about all the people around you and myself, like my mom, like what they would have to go through. That's what I thought about his family as well. Like if I was there celebrating and then it turns out there was a there's a tragedy, like I never be able to live myself after that. Um, so yeah, it's always good to me just to make sure everyone's all right after before you start celebrating after after a knockout anyway. I mean, you know what? It's the two two biggest things uh, you know, I think the most admirable about about fighters, man and women who get in the ring. First of all, it's stand in there in that ring in between those ropes, willing to give it all and have a tear up and putting everything on the line. And it shows you how fragile it is because someone like Colin, who was boxing superb, you know, he fought a great fight just like that flick of the switch is on gas and air that's what you put on the line every single time you go in the ring and then you see the other side of it and you see the respect shown between the two fighters after I just think for me that's why it's the best sport in the world and that was the best fight i've seen in a very long time it'll be fight of the year i'll go a long way to see a better one i'll go out on a limb and, and, and say that i just want to go past the fight now obviously congratulations on it huge congratulations Tell me what's been the biggest, the best moment after fight. Everyone wants a piece of you at the moment. I see the guy on the train's trying to give you first class. What's been the pinch me moment where you went, my God, this is this is special? I don't really know, you know, because like I just try and keep grounded and keep my feet on the ground and like just keep my routine normal. And the best thing for me after the fight was just seeing my kids because like I was so emotional after because I went through so much on the build up and I sacrificed so much over the years, not just for the camp. And I didn't see my kids for weeks and weeks and my friend walked down for the day and all I was thinking about is spending time with my kids. Mm. Um, there's been a few moments, like a few messages and like of people you think, wow. And my friend's like tapping, like, it's a message, you just done this. It's like, <laughs> it's all right, but like, I just try and stay grounded and just focus on the things I normally focus on because that's got where I am. And I don't know, it's like, you don't want to, get distracted by all the other things if it makes sense i'll just try to keep my routine the same my people around the same mm. my routine isn't like do what i like doing which is just spending time with my kids walking my dog like all these little things just keep you on the street and now if it makes sense yeah, yeah. yeah. little things I, I i i personally think you'll always stay grounded because of how hard you've had it you know you no one's giving you on a plate you've worked so hard to get to where you've got to you've not become a superstar overnight become a superstar with the people you fought in the past as well yeah, I've, sure. I've always thought you were talent always knew you going to be a world champion um, so yeah I think you'll always stay grounded for that reason 
Yeah, for sure. And like fans as well, like we'd be no one, like we won't be stars or we won't be at these big nights without the fans. So the fans make support, the fans make the superstars because without them, we'd be in empty rooms, wouldn't we? Um, yeah. So it's more like I try to give back to the fans, but like sometimes my friends say, like, you know, you can't, you can't go in there anymore because you just get mobbed. Like I tried, I went to the Forest game on the, against Liverpool and I was on the pitch before the game. I went to the bar, uh, which is next door, and I went in. Like as I was walking up to it, everyone was singing my name and chanting, and I just wanted to go for a drink. Then after, like it was just it was a bit too much when I went in. Like it was getting grabbed and throws and mobbed. But it's like I do like enjoy doing things like that. But like sometimes yeah. now I feel like I can't, but I still want to. But it's, it's too too hard to do it. I didn't know yeah. you got a crowd at a Forest game. You shot me there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think Forest has got one of the biggest attendances in the league. No, I know. You know? I know. I'm, an, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm just bitter, you see. I'm bitter. Yeah, the cup. <laughs> yeah. At the minute, honestly, Forest are flying at the minute. I'm yeah, like, no, they're doing I'm great. Surprised if you don't go up. Um, yeah. Really well. You watched the Liverpool game as well. Very competitive. And no one thought it would yeah. be done with Yeah, I mean, I'll compare it to when Blackpool in the Premiership at one point, right? And I was winning a British title and I owned it outright, defended it three times in one year. And it was at that moment, Blackpool in the Prem, and I just rolled the back on the back of that and it was the best. I was getting presented on the pitch, um, <laughs> getting mobbed. And that's why, when you say you're getting mobbed, honestly, cherish it because I don't get mobbed no more and I'm fucking devastated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, just just, just, just love just... every moment. When you got it, you just want to break. When you ain't got it, you probably break. I like that. Yeah, game. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, I want to I finish. Thank you so much for giving us your time, mate. So you're a, man, you're a man in demand and there's nothing more to show that than people like Josh Warrington now calling you out using your name and your bit of success and stuff. If you had to pick, if you had three fights left now, you know, your dream fights, who would they be? Tell me the three dream fights for Lee Wood. Um, Navray, because he's number one. So and I think that would be a massive, a brilliant style clash as well. He's mm. a big puncher, long and ranger, um, big, great fight. So... He's number one, so that, that'll be my first pick. Um, the Warrington fight would be a massive fight for British fans. Um, I'd love that fight, and that, that could possibly happen next. Um, and also, Lewis Santa Cruz, just because, like, the WWE situation, like, it just does my head in, but I'd like to set that straight, and I think that's another fight I can win. Mm. Obviously, the rematch in a few fights' time as well. Yeah. Mate, I wish you all the very best, pal. Like, um, tremendous, tremendous performances, last few performances. I know you've come to the front forefront on this one, but... You know, I feel like even at 33, you're, you're there now. You're in the prime of your career and you've got a few big, big fights in front of you. I can't wait to be involved in some bigger nights. And my friend said, you know, oh, the Zoukamp fight, this is never going to get topped. You know, just enjoy it. That, a lot of my friends is like, that could that could be my biggest night. That could that could have like been my pinnacle. And I was like, lads, like, there's going to be some bigger nights to come. Yeah. And then this fight come up and then I was like, look, we're going to look back on this. The first time I proper headlined the arena, um, first big night which pushed me pushed me to bigger nights and you're all thinking just in, like, after this fight it was all the same thing like oh this was the best one I just enjoy this one because this is a special one but I'm like listen there's going to be bigger nights and I can't wait to be involved in them mate 100% we can't wait to see you involved and thanks for coming on today pal congratulations so man. Well, well done you honestly brilliant that. yeah congratulations and good luck Come whatever on. you get next pal thank you cheers guys see you later mate bye bye